Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Truthcast, beginning transmission. Have the fun in finding my lips. It is so sensual. It's, it's a very, very basic, basic conspiracy. conspiracy. I promise this won't hurt at all. You laughed at me. I did. I'm sorry. Government is playing a game. They want to see if they can make people disappear. We will not be silenced. Okay. There are still so many unanswered questions about what's going on. I think it's funny that you come at me with three identifications and they're all clearly squirrels. <laughs> oh. He had sex with an owl. I had to maintain my dominance. I'm a regular Dan Rickles. Keep your hands to yourself. Hello, I am Alex Bozanovic, and I am here with my partner, Mr. Michael Bobbitt. <laughs> oh, I like the way you did that right out of the gate. It sounded like it like hurt to do it as yourself. It does kind of hurt. <laughs> but I thought it was appropriate, so that's how yeah. that's how I opened it. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. How's it going? I'm doing very well. Uh, are you and Keith going to be quarantined for Christmas, or what do you guys have going on? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody in my family um, yet, really, about Christmas. Uh, we did Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably, I'll probably get together with my family somehow. Yeah. We had a COVID scare for Benji's birthday. Oh, no. Well, not just a COVID scare. Uh, our house became a ground zero and spread COVID to half our family members. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, we stayed quarantined for Thanksgiving, and we're going to largely do that for Christmas. But Allison and I are going to go over and uh, see her parents. Okay. But we're, that, that's just about it. Well, did so. you guys get tested? Yep. Yep. And it came back negative. Absolutely. All yeah, right, that's good. It was, yeah, it was very scary because, um, you know, we take care of my mom and if she catches it, she's pretty much dead meat. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty fucking terrifying there for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, we had Sam Rager from the show over and uh, I would not want to kill one of the key members of the Truth family <laughs> to bring it back to the podcast. You know, so. it's not really about Sam's like well-being. It's just like, let's not affect our show. You know, <laughs> listen, we have not closed the chapter on Paul Starr. We need Sam Rager. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I figured for Christmas we could kind of do what we did at the end of last year and talk about some of our favorite moments from this past year. Yeah. Since I'm usually the uh, show hog, why don't you uh, take it first? What was one of your favorite moments from this past year? Um, one of my favorite moments from the past year uh, was kind of like the whole episode, the, the serial killers episode. 
where we did yeah. like a serial kind of parody with Lauren Arnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, oh my god, she was so funny, and I felt so weird recording it at her place because <laughs> you know she doesn't really know me that well, but. <laughs> So I go to her apartment and she's there with her boyfriend and he's like, all right, well, I'll leave you with the stranger now. <laughs> oh, there's another so guy can... coming too? Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another strange bearded man coming? Okay. <laughs> Have fun, you know, pretending that they're serial killers. <laughs> it's the only scripted episode, really, but because she's such an improv pro she just kept throwing in little moments of her own yeah. and ad-libbing to the script. And, oh, God, I, I really like that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, she really nailed it. Like, I, like listening to that episode, like, you kind of could see how it could be an actual serial episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's listen to a clip. From Public Truth Podcasts, a story about friendship, truth-seeking, community and murder. I'm Lauren Arnett, and you're listening to The Truthcast. This is a collect call from Lil Dicky Ricketts at the G. Robert Cotton Correctional Facility. For the past five months, I've been following a story, a story of library books, strange disappearances, and grisly murders right in my backyard. Full disclosure, I'm an improviser. I improvise often at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Ferndale, Michigan is a nice city. It's a small city with a population around 19,000 people. It's most notable for electing Michigan's first openly gay mayor in 2007. It's also a safe city. There have only been six known homicides in Ferndale since the year 2000. Ferndale neighbors another city to the east, Hazel Park. There are two axioms in the English language. The grass isn't greener on the other side, and strong fences make good neighbors. In this case, those are certainly true, because Hazel Park is a different story altogether. Hazel Park has never elected an openly gay mayor. They're the sixth highest city in Michigan for car theft. And most importantly, starting five months ago, the Hazel Park Memorial Library has been at the center of a series of the most shocking and horrific murders to hit the state. I wanted to examine these murders more closely. How could they be happening here in my own figurative backyard? Well, not my figurative backyard, because my figurative backyard is in Ferndale, home of the first openly gay mayor in Michigan. These murders happen in my neighbor's backyard, my neighbor to the east, the one who up until now only stole cars. That was a good choice, man. That was a good one. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah. How about you? What's what's one of your favorites? It's a more recent one, but it was one that my friend Dennis texted me immediately after listening to and told me how much he really liked it. And I always look at that as a home run for me. And that was Meta Meat, which was the ones where you and I were the guests on the show trying to convince Thomas and Dickie that they didn't exist. I, I got a few texts about that one as well. It was just one of those things that even as we were recording, I was like, well, this is just working. <laughs> and then when Tim popped on and just kind of brought that extra layer of, I think we are actually making Tim go crazy. <laughs> like it just blurred the lines of reality even more. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, let's listen to a clip from that one, too. I it's think you are just afraid. I think you are afraid of the truth that being Thomas and Dickie are much more successful than you 
Mike. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, Alex. this um, is the most. Yeah, this is the most successful thing I've ever been a part of. I'm not going to deny um, that. Excuse me, you're taking credit for something that Dickie and I have built. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for you to pull out your wiener, and I think Alex is too. I mean, they do have points here. Mike, I, Alex, no, they don't. We created this. We're not in a bunker. We're on a Zoom call. It's just me and you. And then through careful editing, it's Thomas and Dickie. There's no like how I could have my wiener out right now. You can't see because the screen cuts off at you know halfway down. Like I'm just saying, like I, like I want to put this to rest just as much as you do, and I think this is a good way to finally put this to rest. Yeah, I think it's a touch tip still. It's Walter Allen Lincoln Clay. Time and space. Alex. Alex. Mike. Everybody. He didn't port through time and space. This is no. What did? No, I did. What did it? I I assure you, I did. I see you both have your pants down. Keep the tips away. You all exist. Everybody is real. My pants. You may have been. My pants are up. I mean, I started this with no pants, so I assume that you record every episode that I can't see you from the waist down with no pants on. I I I like that idea too. Yeah, that one was fun, man. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I remember kind of like after listening to it, thinking to myself like, "This is my mania on display." <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling like really cornered by Dicky about like pulling my penis out, and then like I kind of had to like stop and go like, "No, you're Dicky." <laughs> 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 what's another one for you well i have a few written down here um i really liked the um the dragon ball z episode that we did with uh with sam yeah that was fun <laughs> actually that whole yeah. that whole like saga because it, it kind of went over it spanned two episodes technically it spanned months well yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah right but uh, yeah it, it just having because we recorded that before the quarantine so just having like you jake and sam in my house and jake and i just kind of sitting there while you and sam were grunting was <laughs> so funny it, that was gonna say that was like that was one of i think one of my favorite moments of the podcast as a whole because me and sam are sitting i don't know what like 10 feet apart from each other <laughs> and yeah we're just into microphones going who who ha just trying to trying to imagine the sound effects that are going to happen later you know it reminds me that i did a um like a corporate video for uh, a software company that was doing a parody of ghostbusters and i was supposed to play a guy that was um infected with a computer virus and I had to like go into convulsions and I had like um like a something in my mouth to foam up and everything and they were like yeah we're going to put in all these cool special effects and stuff like that and then when I watched it I was like oh god there are there's not the budget for cool I don't even want to get to my scene because it's just going to look like me that that reminds me of a student film that I did uh like a long time ago it was like a Wayne State student film 
And um, basically, like, my character gets, like, really sick and he has to go to the hospital and he starts having hallucinations and whatever. And so the director, she's, like, trying to direct me on how to do that, the hallucination scene. I'm in, like, my hospital bed and I'm supposed to be, like, freaking out. So I'm, like... I'm kind of doing it like disjointedly because she said that there's gonna be a lot of like cutting and whatever. So I'm doing it with that in mind. And so, you know, we do it. It comes out literally. There's no cutting. It's just me Mm -hmm. awkwardly like, you know, struggling with myself. And then the only special effect that she put in was like the point of view from the bed at the ceiling and the ceiling would just get blurry and then in focused and then blurry and then in focused. There's so much trust that goes into being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I I've gotten burned enough that I don't know that I have <laughs> any more trust. <laughs> I did do a commercial for <laughs> It always sounds like a joke when I say it, but for Mexican drinking water. (laughs) And I play a cop in it. Like the directions they gave me were like so outside of my comfort zone where they basically wanted everything super heightened and like twice as fast as would that felt normal. But then when you watch the commercial, it just feels totally right. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> in the hands of a good director, yeah. like, things work out well. <laughs> I, another one of my favorite moments, I I really like what we did with the prison episodes. With February being Black History Month, all of our guests were black. <laughs> and they were all in prison, <laughs> with the exception of Dave Landau. <laughs> but they were all either innocent or... Or guilty of very minor crimes. Like, (laughs) our one white guest was the only one who actually deserved to be in prison. Which, at the time, I was like, we are the smartest dumb podcast (laughs) out there. Or we are the dumbest smart podcast. I don't know which. But when we started doing the first one, I started second guessing that this idea was totally tone deaf. So, we decided to have Robert Jenkins, who... You know, if you want anyone to tell you that something you're doing is missing the mark, then you get Robert Jenkins because <laughs> he's not going to pull any punches. <laughs> so I remember very sheepishly telling him the idea. And when he was on board, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then the way he played it was kind of like intimidating, even <laughs> though we recorded it in my kitchen. It was one of those where I was like, you know, I. I <sighs> I think if he did want to rape me, there isn't anything. <laughs> like, I don't think you would want to stop him, and I don't think my mom, who was at home at the time, could. <laughs> so. And I would have just watched, uh, you know, I would have just been on the side cheering it on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that whole series was, was great. Like, every, <clears throat> I think everybody that we got. Oh, yeah, Gad, Dig. Like, everybody. Yeah. I think, like, Lloyd's was, like, really great. Yeah. When he was doing, like, beat poetry (laughs) or slam poetry. Like, yeah. Yeah, I really like that series a lot. All right. You want to pick a third one? Yeah. Um, Jeez, I need some water or something. Um, It's all that jizz in your throat. (laughs) Uh, No, pandemic. I'm I'm being safe right now. Are you really? Yeah. When's the last time you had sex? (laughs) 
Um, well, I mean, like public in a group setting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, like before the pandemic. <laughs> really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, Mike. I'm a I'm, I'm a broken man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But back to the topic at hand. Um, okay. <laughs> if you if you want to know about my love life, just listen to the Burt Selleck podcast. You will learn way yeah. more about me than you want to know if you listen to that podcast. <laughs> no shit. You would think the novelty of having a gay friend would have worn off on Ian and John by now. Oh, no. But... We have a segment called Ask a Gay Guy. So that's when God. they get to ask all of their dumb gay questions. So How long have you been friends with those uh, guys? Since, like uh, five years now. So five <laughs> years, John still six. have... Man, yeah. <laughs> they still have questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's really just their inner gay trying to come out, and they just don't know how to like just let it loose so they're oh yeah 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 100 percent. yeah <laughs> yeah N- my my next favorite moment is us bringing another term into the truth universe ah! and that term <laughs> is snomis <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Catton, oh do you God. speak any other languages? I speak English, um, and I speak a language of ancient creatures as well. Oh, what does that language sound like? I could never unleash that upon my friends. Your little brains would be liquefied in your skulls. It's not worth it. You'd be surprised. Me and Dickie have been um, exposed to many different um, cultures and languages. Yeah, we smoked meth once, too. Yes. And my brain is already pretty calloused up. No, I can't. I couldn't. I can't. Can, can you just give us like one word, like you know how you say "thank you"? Teach us something vulgar. No, not vulgar, Thomas. Keep it classy. Those are always the first words you learn of any language, Dickie. You learn the vulgarities before you learn the polite words. Well, I, I wanted okay. to learn how to say "thank you." I'll teach you one. Snomis. 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 S N O M M I S. Snomis. What does that mean? Mm. Every, every time you say the word, I feel a little gut punch, like something is hitting me right, right in the belly. I think it's Snomis means. Oh, go ahead. No, you I, tell me what you I, think. I thought it sounded like snobby Thomas, like you were just kind of blending the word snob and Thomas and going Snomis. <laughs> the beast of Bodmin Moor takes friendship too seriously. I tried to protect you from the ancient language of cryptids you insisted on it i would never make a portmanteau of snobby thomas to humiliate him we're friends yes dicky you finally got on the good side of Catton here and you are seemingly working very hard to get back onto the most likely will be eaten list yeah what does snamus mean snamus means thank you anus <laughs> so it's a combination of a nicety and also kind of a bad word i don't think it's a bad word i just think it's medical Snomis. That was so much fun because <laughs> neither of us knew Meredith Frank, who played Catton, yeah. the Beast of Bodmin Moor, at all. <laughs> and the fact that it got to butthole talk was, <laughs> oh, I ended up liking Meredith so much that I had her on my Voyagers podcast as well, mm-hmm. too, just because she's so damn funny. <laughs> I have one more. An honorable mention would be Louis Michael doing Joe Rogan, but I really want to pat myself on the back. When we had Janet Varney on, well, first of all, we had Eddie Pepitone on this year, and anytime I made Eddie break, it really delighted me. When we had Ryan Singer on, 
and I started making the William Sanderson <laughs> jokes and imitation, and he was cracking up. That made me super happy, <laughs> you know, making comedy giants laugh. But the one that I really, really liked and stood out because it was one of those things where I could tell that she appreciated how quick it was, but she was also disappointed <laughs> in me too, was when we had Janet Varney and I riffed the annals of her story. <laughs> <laughs> just the look on her face <laughs> Dickie I believe I owe you an answer and that point was interesting oh thank you and I learned another pronunciation of a word I've been saying wrong so it's annals of history oh what have you been saying annals mm-hmm 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 uh you know what it works both ways you can you can use both those are both accepted pronunciations i'm very woke so now i say her story that's also an appropriate uh adjustment to make in your vocabulary i appreciate that and i applaud it i've noticed a lot of people would get mad when i would say the annals of her story yeah boy is my face red yeah i would maybe i would maybe 86 that from your from your lexicon once you are allowed to leave this tin shack i think it might be a little <laughs> bit longer now if i've to be totally honest with you both i mean i mean it probably will be i need to learn more words that was a great episode like just top to bottom but like i do remember that moment like uh, <laughs> like she definitely like paused for a second <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she rolled with it i mean she was like i mean she was so quick like she was just on top oh my god yeah like, i would imagine that there was not a lot of editing that you had to do for her at least in that episode no because like no. she was just on it we had some like super duper like pros from the world of improv this year mm. and i feel a little bit more confident having gotten to play with them um another like i really like the sound effect heavy episodes but an episode that was like really simple was very recently the blast from the past when we had Joe Anderson from Grand Rapids on, yeah. where it's really just a talking head episode and essentially one joke, but oh my God, like the way he played that. Yeah. I couldn't wait to listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was, he totally carried that one. Like yeah. that, that it was one bit, the whole episode, the whole like 30 minutes. And the only reason it could keep going was just because he just kept hitting the right note and it just kept pushing us yeah. forward, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's f uh, fucking amazing. Yeah. We also launched our Patreon this year. Yeah. And it kind of started because Tim Den Otter had the idea of wanting to do a Walter series. So he started doing these Fourth to the Past which is basically back to the future, <laughs> except for he fucks up time. <laughs> and then we had the idea that we would take really tragic figures from history, basically have it be so Walter is responsible for their downfalls. <laughs> Tim just... It's sort of like when we wanted to do the Thomas puppet and you and I imagined a sock puppet <laughs> with like a really goofy mustache or something. And then he made this full blown Muppet. That's how he's kind of doing these forth to the past where they are just. I'm just I'm like convinced that Tim is an actual wizard because like because <laughs> like you speak something and then he brings it into existence. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's listen to a little bit of one of the fourth to the past. What a damn second. 
the Freemasons right here. He just snuck out of that building. That son of a bitch. This is Chopper Bob in the sky losing eight. <laughs> the bus feeds today. Not a talking cat has turned catastrophic. And I mean that part. I started drinking again when it became 72 stories tall. I'm about to be eaten to death by this giant cat. So let's go ahead and check in. Well, Max on the ground. Chopper Bob, signing out. Hello, this is Max on the ground. I'm here with the military and uh, we're trying to get an answer on what this noise is. Sir, could you uh, give us any indication? Yes, of course. The scientists believe it to be purring, sir. The way the world ends, not with a bang, but a purr. You heard it here first. News at 8. We've been expecting you, Walter. Welcome to the Freemasons. Now, an idea that you had from the get-go of us doing the show was actually talking to people about real conspiracies and stuff. And we did that early on uh, with Stephen Davini. Mm-hmm. And then we revisited it recently uh, a couple of times on the Patreon feed uh, where we talked to John F. O'Donnell about um, <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so like, I, you know, I, I, I don't want this show to be like, um, you know, kind of like making fun of conspiracy theories and theorists no. because there, no, there, no, 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 there no. are some that like i i myself do actually like prescribe to there's a lot that i think are kind of like you know all right we get it but like it, it just always felt kind of out of place doing it in the regular feed just because the regular feed is like you know it's thomas and dickie so it always just, like, yeah. felt weird if we like you know broke that to talk about like an actual conspiracy theory but with the Patreon, it kind of it gives us that opportunity. And I don't really want to talk about them in a way of, like, informing people about them. It's more so, like, I just want to talk, like, here's one that I read that I think is fun. Let's talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And John has a website, and I basically felt <laughs> like... He assigned us homework. <laughs> he gave us reading material. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but like the things that he's talking about, they're not, it's not like flat earth lizard people. It's like, no, it's like no. reading documents that no one else is reading. It's like, it's stuff that's like out there in the public. It's just nobody's like reading it or paying attention to it. Like, those are the yeah, things that he's it, talking it's, about. Essentially, you know, that we live in a a world of Mm corporate-owned media, so that corporate-owned media makes the news, and they have a corporate agenda just like any other corporation Mm, does. And, you know, it was talking about alternative news sources. I feel like every news source these days has some sort of agenda or they've already decided the story that they're going to tell, mm. and then they just kind of look for their own facts. So yeah. I, I'm not 100% on board with John's point of view, but it was very interesting for me to listen to someone who was um, very studied on the subject. Yeah, it was kind of an exciting episode for me to do because, like, I, I've been a fan of John's for a long time. You know, on YouTube and stuff, I would see clips of, like, uh, you know, Lee Camp's show 
um, on RT yeah. America, and John was a correspondent on that. So I would see him all the time. So like I knew him from that, and then you know having the opportunity to like actually record with him and just like let him just go. I was just I was excited about that. <laughs> oh yeah, and it it's very funny for some of these people where. Like, you and I have very different perspectives on them. <laughs> like, I remember him as, you know how when you start off doing comedy, you have that kind of, um, you have the low-hanging fruit, or you have the, um, well, this is a hacky one, but it's going to make the audience like me. <laughs> like, I always remembered watching John kind of die a little inside when he was like, my name's John F. O'Donnell. Everyone asks, what does the F stand for? Francis, blah, 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 blah. It stands for fancy pants. <laughs> and then the audience would just laugh at fancy pants. Yeah. And I, I remember always seeing it on his face where he was just like, no, I have important things to talk about. You know, <laughs> this is just to remind you that we're doing comedy. You, know, like, you watch something like Fox News and you're like, okay, this is clearly like bullshit. Like this is clearly like, people going off the deep end and then you go to msnbc or cnn to to you know kind of come back to sanity but it's not it's it it's them pulling back slightly from what fox news is telling you oh i don't know maybe i don't think it's that i think they're i think that they're purposeful uh highly antagonistic narratives about the same news story uh, because let's say you get sucked into one of those echo chambers, then you're on one side of the divide. You get sucked into the other one, you're on that side, and that makes Americans hate each other across the fictitious left-right divide. That's how I see it. Like you know, but because I don't, I don't see it as like the same, the same agenda per se. Like you know, yeah. Well, I get, I guess more. I guess like what I'm, what um. Well, I guess it is the same agenda in the broader sense, but so, I don't know. So do you? Well, I guess. One way that I I see it, I might be wrong. I really I like. I mean, I I read a little bit, but I don't read nearly as much as I should. But the way the way I kind of see it is like the left, you know, quote unquote left media, like the MSNBCs and CNNs. They their purpose to, is to kind of be a stopper so that you don't go too far left, so that like the 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 masses kind of stay in the middle and don't start thinking about like. A unified labor force or um things like you know uh medicare for all or or you know other things that would be beneficial for you know the working and and lower classes um i kind of i feel like cnn and msnbc work as like that that wall to not allow you to go into that realm maybe maybe in part i i think that equally so or maybe even more nefarious is that they convince you to hate half the country and Fox convinces you to hate the other half of the country. Sure, yeah. Everything else to me is uh, is just is a distraction. Anything that's yeah. divisive right now is uh, it's just a distraction to me. But I think I think I, obviously you're right. They obviously control the parameters of acceptable political discourse. You know, yeah, for sure. But I think a lot of people do see through. The- John's a very intense dude, but like he's a he's a sweetheart. Yeah, you know he's he's a wonderful wonderful human being and and i do love him to death so it was very cool to kind of get a little bit of credibility (laughs) on the podcast (laughs) another thing um we decided to have our holiday specials on the patreon feed Mm. as well 
and we did a Halloween one, but we also did a Christmas one where I thought it would be fun to get Brett Hayden and Tanner Oliver who Cinema Roast do Crunch Cinema Roast Crunch. Yeah. And we basically watched and did like a Mystery Science 3000 thing for It's a Wonderful Life. And but we did it under the guise that Thomas had kidnapped comedians <laughs> as a Christmas present for Tiki. Yeah, and we so. were not going to let them go. Right. <laughs> Tanner's reluctance at the beginning, like being in character, really delighted me right out of the gate. Is one of oh, you going to come on us or like both of you? Like, just tell me right now. Uh, well, if you play your cards right. Yes, uh, I mean, that's not part of why I brought you here. But uh, with Dickie, we never know. All right. Well, we got two hours and 10 minutes, so just keep me informed. Okay. I'm going to hit play. Are you guys all ready? Yep. Yeah. Yes, yes. Please don't okay. come on me. It's a Wonderful Life by Liberty Films. It was a wonderful life until George Bailey was born. What a crudely drawn man. Do you see his forehead? It's just sticking out. Well, George Bailey is a crude man, Mr. Oliver. So uh, surely you have to agree with me that this is an insidious movie. This movie's so insidious, they should have called it insidious. Mm, I don't see any possessed dolls yet. But you know what I do see? Uh, both of you coming on me at some point. So... <laughs> Well, I assure you, I assure you, Mr. Oliver, um, I will not be um, releasing any type of uh, fluids from my body. Thank God. And here, let, let me show you my penis. It's been replaced by a purple uh, dildo that's called the Prince, and it cannot ejaculate. All right. Okay. Well, if I were you, I'd call your dick and balls Barney and friends, but, uh, you know, that, that's Ooh. just me. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, giving you ideas, giving you ideas. I do like that. I do think that Brett has a, a, a smidgen of the Aspergers, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that he was ever really buying it. <laughs> like <laughs> it was, like, it was kind of funny because you could tell that they were both like uncomfortable with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did a comedy rumble like Louis Michael and I, mm. and he uh, Brett had us each doing five minute sets, and Louis and I really didn't want to, <laughs> so we were like, "Why don't we just do like ten minutes, but we just do it together?" <laughs> and Brett was like, "No, I, I I have the amount of time that we're like, no, it's going to be the same <laughs> amount of time." But he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I, I I have a schedule I need to keep," and we're like, "No, it's going to be the same schedule." <laughs> But instead of <laughs> alternating, it's going to be, long story short, we didn't end up doing <laughs> it together. I think we short-circuited him. Yeah. I recently started doing motivational Mondays for the Patreon Yeah, team, yeah, yeah. Which are just little, like, two-minute kind of spoofs on um, daily affirmations, which, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel or anything like that, but they're kind of fun to do. And they get me motivated yeah. on a Monday, you know? <laughs> I hear that and I'm like I'm ready to take on the world you have noticed that they are anti-motivational <laughs> right well that's what motivates me though like oh <laughs> they say the early bird catches the worm well the sleepy worm don't get eaten now does he sleep in procrastinate 
I don't know why people act like procrastinating is such a bad thing. It's got pro right there in the title. Pro means good in Latin America. Produce is good vegetables. Conduce isn't even really a thing. Productive. That's a good thing, too. If you're all dealing with electricity, you don't want to touch something that's conductive, do you? Shit, no. You'll get zapped. Prostitute. You want a professional down there needling with your hoo-ha in your nether regions. You don't want no amateur statute down there cracking your glow stick like you're getting ready to go out trick-or-treating. Shit, no. Promiscuous. You sure as hell don't want an anti-miscuous prostitute. No. You want someone that will let you look at their bum bum while they're fiddling with their tingly bits. I write them on Mondays on Monday mornings <laughs> when I'm feeling particularly like not fond of starting the week and then yeah. Those are fun. I like I like those. Um and it's nice to just have like a quick little thing, I think. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like dedicate 20 minutes to it. It's just like a quick like what is it like 4 to 5 minutes? Uh, no, they're all under 2 under minutes. Under 2 minutes. And eventually um I will bring back the Thomas Meditations. I love those. <laughs> I will. I'll, I love those so much. I'll eventually. It was. It was kind of. Listen, I'm not like I can do audio, but when you put video into it, I struggle. And so they were a little bit of a chore for me to get up on YouTube. But now that I can yeah. just release them as audio on the Patreon, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad that as the pandemic was starting, Tim basically bought enough equipment to start his own production company. And now you and I are banned from Canada. (laughs) Us personally, not anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, not the United States. I was kind of curious how we were going to keep 2020 fresh. Because I really didn't want to rely on us murdering guests again. <laughs> I think it's been fun. And I like the idea of having Dickie locked in a bunker in court, like kind of like the hyper version of what we're all feeling right now being under quarantine. I just like coming up with new excuses for why he can't come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some pretty ambitious ideas coming up we had um you know we had eddie pepitone and we had janet varney and ryan singer and we had a lot more people lined up but because they were not coming to town because of you know the quarantine uh, a lot of the bigger name guests that we wanted kind of fell through but um we're aiming big again and uh we have uh we have a a tentative one on the books that uh i'm hoping will actually happen can can we can we talk about the ones that fell through or would that be weird um because there was one there was one that i was really looking forward to and it it fell through because of the whole like the pandemic and all that which one was that the uh the triplets oh yeah (laughs) the versi triplets that was one that you really because that can still happen i mean i I know call them yeah i know it's just the idea i don't like if we can still do it i don't want to say the idea but the idea that we were going to do with them i thought was hilarious (laughs) i don't remember the idea (laughs) should i say because it might still happen i don't know if i should say it well you can tell me and then i'll edit it out (laughs) all right the magic of of hollywood i didn't i didn't realize we could just yeah. do that. Her <laughs> remembering Ethan Inwell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I really liked about the idea of having the Versi triplets on was that we were going to do a sight joke for an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
really bummed because it was so close to happening. I'm really bummed that K. Trevor Wilson from Letterkenny did not happen. Yeah, that would have been a really, really fun episode. Yeah, we had someone who um, K. Trev and I both know put us in touch with each other and gave me his phone number and... It looked like it was going to happen because uh, he was going to be at the Comedy Castle, and then it didn't happen, so we were looking at doing it via Zoom, and then he passed me on to his manager, and when that happened, I was like, oh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Which I, I get. I've been invited to do stand-up via Zoom, and I have no fucking interest in doing that, so <laughs> I can understand someone being gun-shy about wanting to do any sort of performing via Zoom. I just did it the other night. Stand up? Um, yeah, oh. totally butchered everything. It was the first time I thought about any of my bits in months. <laughs> I was offered a really big show via Zoom or whatever, and I mm-hmm. passed it. Uh, I, I was like, I just can't. I yeah, And I was honest. So... I Instead of making up an excuse, I just told the promoter, I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I tried it once, and was soul crushing it's so hard yeah it's so hard yeah <laughs> i i've done them where like the people are on the call with you and so like like they all get mute like the audience like they're in the, they're like in the call so like they get muted when you're doing your set so you can't hear them laughing but you can at least see them like on the screen and so like you can see them reacting to what you're saying but that's even still hard yeah the I, one that I did, the one that I did the other night. I want to see faces in looking at a yourself. dim, you know, bar. I like. I want to be yeah. able to barely see faces. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see them up their nose like they're in fucking Blair Witch. <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> You're hitting a punchline and snot starts falling on like onto the camera. Yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, I, I'm really bummed about this, be- and hopefully it still happens. But it looked like we we're getting Natalie Palomitas from uh her new netflix special nate just came out Mm. and i don't know if you saw it but that special is brilliant it is so good i haven't seen it yet you would like it a lot it's really really good okay i'll i will uh i will definitely definitely watch it and i hope that we still get natalie on because i am a very big fan of hers i have three that i'm working on right now and all three of them seem like uh, you know they're very interested. So hopefully, all three of them happen, and they're all um, pretty pretty big names. So yeah. yeah, gonna be gonna be a big twenty twenty one. You know, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you and I advertised on a couple of Earwolf podcasts, and it brought a lot of new listeners to the show, and uh, okay. it's been exciting seeing how many people uh but for some reason no one in wyoming or (laughs) delaware i think well wyoming like i mean that's like all the cowboys right they're not listening to podcasts they're like wrangling cattle i don't know if you've i would imagine you've seen brokeback mountain like yeah i think our podcast i've seen that comedy I think our podcast is gay enough for gay cowboys. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, my point, though, is like they're not listening to pot. Like you don't see cowboys, you know, herding like cows with like earbuds in their ears. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> they're, they're, they're herding cattle. Maybe they have earbuds in their ears. I don't know. It's 2020, man. I don't know. I, I'm going to need verification on that. I don't I don't I don't see it happening. I don't know. 
pigs could be flying right now. Who knows? We're not outside. We're we're trapped in our houses. You know. Do you think this is a weird question? Do you think anyone ever gets turned on by listening to the Truthcast? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think I, it's always too silly to actually be considered erotica? Um, I don't know. Like. Uh, I've met a lot of people in interesting places, uh-huh. and um, I will say that there's something for everybody. Okay. So I-, I wouldn't be surprised to find out somebody gets turned on by what we do. <laughs> that is my goal. I really want to know if anyone has ever rubbed one out to, <laughs> to an episode of the Truthcast, and if so, which episode? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably one of the earlier ones because I feel like in the earlier ones you would like massage meal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be up shortly before this episode goes up, but I love doing like weird, just dumb audio gags. Like I'm working on the episode with Christine right now and I snamas her. <laughs> And then, like, a good five minutes later, I say, oh, I should probably stand up. And then you say something about how the echo in the room was distracting. (laughs) So for that entire five minutes, I put a very slight echo on all of the audio. And then it stops abruptly when I say, oh, I should stand up. (laughs) There's so many stupid audio things that I do like that. I have a son, Alex. One day he's going to discover this podcast and be like, oh, I can't wait to learn more about my dad because he's going to have to learn about me through this because I'm an old dad. So I'm probably not going to make it till he's in high school. I mean, he could listen to one of your albums instead. I don't know know. if that's any better. He could watch your Ed Sheeran video. I don't, you know, there's lots of ways. There's lots of ways he could learn more about you. <laughs> he can watch me on the Weather Channel and be like, "Oh my God, my dad saved those people from a tornado. Who thought the good idea of protecting themselves from a tornado was to hide in the closet and pray?" That is seriously my episode on. I think the show is called Tornado Alley, and it's like a Weather Channel series where they kind of do dramatic reenactments of tornado survivors. Yeah. And um, so my wife and I find, like, our neighbors who, um, like, the dad is all messed up because he thought it would be a good idea to just sit in the closet and pray, (laughs) pray away the tornado. Someone should have told him that tornadoes aren't gay. (laughs) I don't know. They got some pretty, pretty fancy moves. (laughs) They do a lot of twirling. They do have a little little swish in there. Yo, in their they got a game. lot of swish. <laughs> I think tornadoes are the gayest disaster. <laughs> They're a lot gayer than hurricanes. <laughs> that, that's why that's why they always hit middle America or the middle of the country. Right. The the dust bowl. Yep. They're they're giving it back to those those people <laughs> yeah like oh you want us gone we're coming in <laughs> and we're destroying your house yep <laughs> pray this gay away <laughs> usually we're fixing your neighborhood not this time oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so <laughs> is that offensive i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> I did a comedy show in Ohio one time where it was like a two-person show, and I was the first guy up. And uh, they're like, okay, well, before we start the show, the mayor uh, wants to welcome everyone to the show. So the mayor goes up, and he's like, hey, um, just want to thank everyone for coming out tonight. I know it's been really hard since the tornado hit town and destroyed the elementary school. And, you know, I know it's really hard right now because some of us have lost everything <laughs> lost your jobs money's tight but a lot, of, a lot of you are living on the streets now <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna try our best to laugh <laughs> your first comedian is mark bobbins <laughs> and uh it says that he did a five-hour energy drink commercial <laughs> so give it up for mark oh mike <laughs> give it <laughs> all right well let's uh let's Knock it out of the ballpark in 2021. Yeah. I use that baseball analogy, right? Right. <laughs> you you did. You, I, you, you used it in the right place. You said the right words in the right order. It was perfect. Okay. Let's continue making our audio gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> our audio erotica. Is that a category on iTunes? Ooh. You know, if it is, I'm going to be really mad that I put us in improv comedy. <laughs> I just found out about naked yoga on YouTube. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you for real right now? <laughs> I'm 100% for real. Type in naked yoga on YouTube and see what comes up. <laughs> is it full, like half hour? It is explicit. <laughs> is it like men or women? By and large, women. But every now and then, there's a man kind of like snuck in. But um, there is no crease unfilmed. <laughs> Are they actual like good yoga routines? Because I have started doing yoga for like for real. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're showing you how to do moves and stuff. They're they're pretty like complicated moves. I could never do them clothed or naked oh wow <laughs> i'm gonna start watching naked yoga and then i'm gonna start my own videos called boner yoga 